One, two, three. Welcome to the table uh, with Clifford. Um, I have the lovely uh, Amy Clark here, and she, um, uh, she, I can say a friend, but also she was my boss <laughs> um, at Lush, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but just somebody who I quick um, really um, felt genuinely just connected to in a sense that I could be honest, can look you in the eye and just be like, are you okay? Uh, she, she was really good at that, like reading people <laughs> like into their soul. Um, so um, the the red hair, you know, like is not just the, like, a, like this lady is on fire. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later, but go ahead at the table. We always uh, start with your story. Um, and then, you know, we lead up into a little bit more about how we met and then what you're doing now. And yeah. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm super grateful to be here, and wow. I'm so happy to be seeing you after all this time. Yes. Um, it's so nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like in terms of uh, my story, I I suppose a big a big big part of uh, the way I am is due to my parents. Yes. So they've played a a huge role in my life in the way that I value certain things. Yes. So. Uh, my parents have been together, I think it's coming up to 44 years. Whoa. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think Whoa. that just shows their commitment, yes. their respect and loyalty to one another. Yes. And I suppose for me, that's that's been huge yes. for the way that I live, the way I treat people, yes. the way that I treat myself yeah. is uh, I hold loyalty and respect so highly. Yes. Um, and yeah, having two people like that around yes, to yes. sort of lead my life and, uh, you know, teach me a lot of life lessons has been incredible. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Perth. Yes. I've, I've, I've never moved away. Mm-hmm. I've, I've traveled a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but something always brought me back here, yeah, no yeah. matter how much <laughs> I wanted to live in America or, yeah, yeah. you know, New York and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, as soon as I was away, something always drew me back yes and it was that sense of home but it was as my family um we're really Mm close-knit um i don't think i could do the things that i do in life without them because they are this huge support and they understand i suppose the way that i work Mm -hmm. the way that i always want to grow and Mm -hmm. do more Mm -hmm. and they they support that they never want to slow me down Mm -hmm. so i think yeah it's that's powerful it, it is very powerful <laughs> yeah yeah i mean my parents uh they might see themselves as not that interesting yes. maybe in you know their careers or anything like that like my dad is a metal worker and my mum has worked a few different jobs but she was dedicated to being a mum yeah, yeah that's what she wanted yep so she spent over 10 years at home bringing us up wow. yeah so she she was very much just I think someone that wanted to value like love mm-hmm. and the home yeah, yeah, yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like growing up, um, my parents got me into photography really, really young. Okay. So um, they used to take me on trips up north to Exmouth yes. and they'd give me disposable cameras <laughs> and they'd go like jump in, jump in the water and just like take as many photos as you want. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So 
they uh, they've influenced me yep. so much. Yeah. Now that I look like hindsight, amazing thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I actually can see how much they have. Uh, I guess like helped with like my passions yeah, and yes. uh, influence them. So yes. yeah, like uh, they always wanted me to get outdoors and experience life. Yes, and they of course like value money to an extent. Yes, but it was at the bottom of their list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that that's makes powerful. sense. That's yeah. powerful to grow up with. Hey, you know, yeah. um, I think we, like, I mean, you know, it's such a, money is such a big thing um, in so many cultures, um, but it's it's powerful when uh, parents um, and people in your community can say, you know, that's not the highest priority, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like you said, loyalty and respect came through. Obviously, it's like high priorities, and that's huge. Yeah. Um, that's something that, like, I value, um, <laughs> probably to my own detriment. It's funny yeah. you say loyalty <laughs> and respect. Um, my my father had the he. We were having a conversation. We rarely have like these deep conversations. But you reminded me of he was just like you know like he was proud to say it. He was like I know you're loyal. Like I, yeah. I taught you to be loyal. He was like maybe something. And I think he was saying almost sometimes to your own detriment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think in, in situations like. I because I value loyalty so highly, yes. I can stay in situations for longer than I need to be. Yes, yeah, because yeah. I want to do the right thing by people. If yes. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I think in in times maybe there's there's points in my life where I should have left situations. Yes, earlier, <laughs> but I felt like I owed something to someone yes and I, I didn't yes but at the time i felt like i did so yeah. there's there's uh, of course cons to yeah. that pro <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah i mean like i suppose in terms of the way that it has changed over time mm-hmm. is um i'm loyal to myself yes. in my goals mm-hmm. and uh, my growth, uh, yes. whether that is like uh, career goals mm-hmm. or it's uh, self-reflection, yeah, like being dedicated to that and committed to that, yeah, um, and growing mentally. Yes, so yeah. that's that's a huge part. But um, yeah, like also, it's it's it is my loyalty to friends. Yeah, so those friends that understand that we we're just talking about this before, but. Uh, I ebb and flow, so sometimes socially I am wanting to see people a lot and then it will come to a point where I'm really career-focused. Yes, yes. So there might be months, and I mean six months, where I'm not even seeing any friends. Yes. And knowing that my loyalty to that friendship is, it it will always lie there. Yes. And it's just going to pick up exactly where we left off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I I, am... You said some stuff that I really, uh, I know we're going to talk about a little bit more, um, especially with the self-reflection and like kind of going in and um, thinking about this stuff. But before we jump um, there, let's talk about uh, you, like what were you like in high school? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, things have definitely changed uh, in the last 10 years. So this would be my 10th. Uh, high school reunion uh, in November, I think it is. I don't know if I'm going to (laughs) go. I get Um, that. But I can tell you more about why. Um, So very much in high school, I I like to hide. Mm -hmm. I like to be hidden. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in year 12, I had 164 absentee days. Oh, God. And the reason was that 
I think by that point in my life, I understood how I worked best. Yes. And how I work best is in an environment that I'm comfortable within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't comfortable in a classroom. Yep. I wasn't comfortable being around lots of people and trying to focus on something uh, almost like forced yes. to focus on something. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to be in a certain mindset mm-hmm. to be able to focus on something. Yes. And for me, that was at home with my dog. Yeah, I was yeah. obsessed with my dog. <laughs> um, so I yep. just, I stayed home and um, my mum understood that mm-hmm. very much. Yep. So she knew I was off school. Yes. My dad didn't. Mm-hmm. My dad never knew. <laughs> <laughs> never knew. Not until I got my report card. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, my mum was very good in that sense. Yep. Uh, she supported us... So I have two older sisters. Yes. She supported us all in a way um, that was tailored to each of us. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it wasn't just she was a mum the same to three yes. girls. She was a different mum to each of us. She still is. And she makes sure that she tailors it to mm-hmm. each of us. So we're so different. That's powerful though. Yeah, she's very good mom. I love my mom. <laughs> I'm such like, I love my parents so much. Yeah, that <laughs> so lame. Well, no, no, that's really good. And that's really, really powerful. Um, sometimes, you know, like, yeah, that's interesting. Because I think that's really, really important. Um, I think, you know, in, in households there may be some, some things that need to be like, kind of like similar like for some reasons but I think as you, you become teenagers I think like that thing you know what I mean like I think yeah. the way you reason with individuals are different yes. um, because you understand like their temperaments mm-hmm. um, and I think raising people um, a, a group of young ladies like that also makes them probably wiser later on yeah. right? <laughs> because yeah. you're looking at a bigger picture um, versus like just looking at it for like this is how it should be. Um, and so everybody needs to fit this mold, which yeah. is probably one of the big problems with, in education. Anyway. Yes, yeah, um. very much so. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, like education in itself and being in high school, I found it very hard to fit to the mold of, like even the curriculum. Yes. And the way that I learned was um, very much like a kinesthetic, musical yes. sort of learner. And I liked... Uh, you know, even the visual aspect. So yes. someone's showing me something and then I'm doing something, but that's that's not how they taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I couldn't concentrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went home and did the work mm-hmm. because I just taught myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting because that's very much influenced the rest of my life in teaching myself mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like in high school, I, I definitely wasn't like cool or anything, but mm-hmm. I just stayed out of the way. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be out of the way. No one pay attention to me. Um, I was different because I would like shave my hair, yeah. and dye my hair, all different colors and uh, embrace what I loved. Yeah. But it, it made me different and I knew that. Yes. So I just stayed out of people's way. So I didn't <laughs> I avoided the bullying. <laughs> I was like, just leave me alone. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I uh, I think about my high school career and uh, I probably was quite similar. Like I was just like, uh, I'll be cool. I'll be cool with you. Um, just, you know, like I'll do my thing. I like music. I won't really, you know, I wasn't trying to be like uber popular. I wasn't, I just 
tried to talk to everybody. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Mingle with everybody, have a little smile, laugh here and there. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, um, because growing up in the hood of Chicago is like tough. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I get, I get you. And I, but I've been here too. And I uh, now that I'm doing relief work, I like I'm in schools and I'm like, man, like you guys are brutal to each other. Yeah, like, they brutal. are. Like, and it, it can be like brutal over just like wearing something slightly different or cutting your hair a slightly different way or just like the tiniest of things, like even what music you might listen to. Yes. And uh, I think it's all the things that as an adult, you value for individuality you're picked on Mm -hmm. as a teenager Mm -hmm. (laughs) everybody's like we must fit in yes (laughs) must be all the same (laughs) oh man Um, that's amazing i um yeah i i I guess i didn't know that about you um yeah i wouldn't (laughs) have known that about you yeah yeah yeah. i mean that sort of brings me to you know even the reunion later this year uh, i it's not that I wouldn't want to be around people yes. and um, it, it's nothing to do with that. It's just I, I almost feel like bringing attention to myself and having to talk about, I mean, funnily enough, because I'm here talking about myself <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, yeah. In that sort of sense, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's there's a lot, lot to say in the last 10 years. Yes. But um, also there's a lot of other things that I feel like I uh, I maybe value now like I could spend time with my family in that time I don't know yeah <laughs> I'm just uh, yeah yeah I guess such a family person yeah that any time I have in between all the things that I'm doing now I I have to jump at it yeah and you know spend that time with them yeah um it's funny you say that and uh, I guess uh we'll we'll transition um to that um you know because I know there's a lot like going on now and I I think that we can uh kind of dive a little deep into like some of these ideas um that we kind of talked about off air um so um i'll I'll share how i met amy and then uh, we'll get into like what she's doing now which is quite powerful um so lush yes um two years ago now yeah whoa yeah it's it's gone fast (laughs) whoa time just flies um manager uh and just like good good at it um i think when i came amy was probably more in a transitional period herself out um i do recognize that now um in hindsight you look like you're like oh that was yeah um but just phenomenal like i like i said i found you to be really uh really grounded and intuitive so like you can kind of read the room you can read like (laughs) us and like what was going on you know like um and just who we were and like maybe what we were kind of going through but also really um encouraging um you know a lot of us were kind of diving into um I was a new vegan at the time um still trying to figure stuff out and yeah I told you off air like you know I've kind of uh what is it regressed a little bit and like maybe kind of I see it as a regression um uh, you know, where I've um, kind of just jumped back. But anyway, I met Amy. She um, just lovely. Um, and uh, I enjoy working with her and uh, for her. She made me feel really relaxed. And yeah, uh, go ahead. and Yeah, yeah I so. mean, um, Lush in itself, um, I suppose there's, there's lots of ethical reasons which brought us both there, right? Yes. Um, there's there's a lot of incredible parts of that company that 
really sat well with me and yeah. I know it sat well with you as well. <laughs> so uh, I guess like my journey with Lush, I, I moved into that duty manager, so like a second in charge yes. role. Yeah. Um, I've, I've always sort of found that I naturally can lead yes, uh, and it's it's due to my drive. Yeah. So I, I love growing and I love uh, coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. But the reason I think I fit well into the second in charge is because I love other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. I value other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's uh, my manager or the team, uh, that sort of uh, community yes. uh, I value. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, in terms of that role and that experience, yeah. like it, it was really good. It, it helped me understand what sort of leader I wanted to be. Yes. So that will, uh, I guess, move into what I'm doing now. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to be relatable. Yep. I wanted people to feel comfortable with me and come to me about anything. Yes. Uh, I want to be that person yes. for people because I know how much that is valuable yeah, in yeah. people's lives. Yes. And, you know, in a workplace, that is so valuable to have uh, a manager that you can tell things to and they're yes. not going to judge you. Yes. Because uh, I've, I've had my fair share of experiences where that is not the case. Yeah. And you're scared to say anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know that if you're going to a workplace, you know, five days a week, you want to be happy going yes. there. That changes your lifestyle, changes your mindset. It can really impact you negatively yes. um, overall with your mental health yes. if you don't have that safe place within work mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess um, that's that's sort of like my experience. And, I, I mean, I loved being a manager and I then moved from that store to then opening another store. Yeah, But... Um, I mean, I've been in retail 10 years and I'm on my way out because, yeah. I mean, it's not the career I ever wanted. Yep. I just fell into it. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we do. We just fall into stuff yeah. and you're just like, yeah, okay, I've done that. Yeah. Um, and it makes for a good experience and it, it makes for good training, right? Like yes. um, like you said, you kind of see now, like, you 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 probably taken all those little bits that you needed to become that leader um and i see you now and i'm just like like i said i was i was fascinated because i'm like what was the shift that got us here um and now i'm talking about like um the body the bodybuilding you know yes, I mean? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. if you want to share about that i uh you got to check her out i mean all uh, she'll share like her instagram and like her business <laughs> yeah, all that stuff later but go ahead and tell me about that and like the shift um that you had there wow. i mean like even even thinking back to our lush days and like we would share a lot of conversations about uh food and nutrition and yes. how much we valued food and what it can do for your body yes not only physically but mentally how good food makes you feel good yes and i feel like we both very much value that and value like how you feel mentally so much yes um you know a lot like a lot of talk with you doing yoga and like looking after your body yes as well and um i remember like cliff makes the best banana bread (laughs) oh my god it is the best banana bread i've ever had in my life i still think about it to this day that's funny life-changing banana bread (laughs) he would have been amazing during covid with the banana bread yeah (laughs) yeah 
It's like 10 a day. It's, it's funny. I was I found myself making banana bread. There's a double chocolate vegan yeah. banana bread oh, for so one of my mates, uh, Restaurant Academy. Like, oh. like, like, would you bake this? And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, if, if, you, if you need a banana bread recipe, like Cliff has to, put, <laughs> has to put this up. It's incredible stuff. Um, honestly, our training nights at Lush were just like made. If, if we didn't have the banana bread, it was like, all right, like, let's, let's just go home, guys. <laughs> nah, you and you yourself actually like come up with some crazy treats. We were just like, yeah. what is this? Like you, you would also explore. I remember you and yeah. Haley like really exploring with the treats and like really kind of actually showing us that like you can do anything you want to do vegan you know like I think that was my first like real time seeing people be like look I did this you know what I mean like I think you two like really kind of were just like you can do that yeah you can do that Haley's like (laughs) the vegan queen Uh, she's amazing and like her kids yeah Haley shout out to you um like such a good mom as well like super caring person i just remember like the training night she would come and make me curry and rice and then <laughs> banana muffins a lot of banana stuff when you're vegan apparently <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I had like three the other day just yes. whole just bananas exactly. <laughs> i might need that potassium. <laughs> oh but um yeah like i think that was sort of the foundation yep. um and introduction into my love for nutrition is when i did decide to start eating vegan. Yes. I started uh, not only, uh, you know, I I did it because I love animals so much. And for me, it just didn't make sense to not be vegan. And I I was like, it's just not linking up. Yes. And as soon as, as soon as I started eating vegan, it's like this sense of peace within me because it just mentally like yes all made sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's a nice feeling um but then i actually fell in love with what food can do for you Mm -hmm. and on a health level so um uh, i then like sort of moved into running marathons um I started learning a little bit more about food but at the time when i was at lush i didn't really understand how much you're supposed to be eating i still had lasting effects from uh i guess something that's quite deep yeah. but uh from the age of 11 i had an eating disorder yep. um that was something that lasted just over i think it was 11 12 years of my life okay. so um my eldest sister was really good through that yep. whole experience she knew all about it yep. um i think i was in primary school year wow. seven when it started yep so the way that I saw food as good and bad yes. was so heavy yeah, in my yeah. life that it then uh, affected the way I saw myself, yes. body image. Yeah, yeah. I always covered up, like in high school, uh, it would be 38 degrees, 40 degrees, middle of summer, I'm wearing a jumper, yeah. a hoodie, pants. People are asking me why I'm wearing all that like those clothes because yeah. I was sweating yeah. and I was like, Oh, I'm cold. Yes. I'd just say I'm cold. Mm-hmm. I'd just pretend yes. that that was the case. Yep. Um, and all it came down to is I was pretty much like, uh, affecting my physical mental health and it's almost like punishing myself yes. by doing those things. Um, just because I didn't, have the education about nutrition yes. practically yeah. this is where it's changed my whole life um, yeah. it was when i started actually 
training and uh, I, I got a coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name's Jacob, Jacob Green. Um, yeah, shout out to Jacob. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, yeah, definitely. He's been my coach for about five, six years now. Okay. Um, very humble, hardworking person. Yeah. Amazing to see yep. his growth. Um, yep. I know that he's my coach, yep. but it's it's been one of those relationships and friendships as well, like yes. where I got to see him grow, he got to see me grow, yeah. and yeah, like it, it is it is quite like a valuable yeah. friendship that I have. Yeah, those are important. They are very important. <laughs> but um, he he got me to stage, and um, he. I suppose helped me build the confidence within myself. Yes. Um, through education. Yeah. So uh, it would be a week yesterday that I competed in ICN. Yeah. Uh, the WA state titles. Check her out, guys. <laughs> check her out. I'll leave links and oh. all of that stuff below. You gotta check her out. <laughs> check out the pictures. Check out the hard work. <laughs> yes. It's um. I mean, it, it's been a huge journey, mm-hmm. um, something that is, I think it's the scariest thing I've ever done in my mm-hmm. life, stepping up on stage in front of quite a few people mm-hmm. in next to no clothing. Mm-hmm. It's like my worst fear. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. <you> know. <laughs> like, but what, ama- like, what an amazing like journey. Like you've like literally faced your fear head on. And yeah. uh, we were talking about this before. Like, um, and if you want to like, kind of jump into some of that like about kind of facing your fears and like understanding like this life is you only get one shot (laughs) you know like that's what you made me that's what you brought into my mind like you only get one shot exactly I mean um uh I think it's it's a quote that I I love so much but it's uh never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game yes um yeah it's it's such a good one yeah I think you know, the last year, thinking about competing and getting up on stage, yep. which is it's all natural bodybuilding. Yep. So you're creating something using not only science, but art. Yes. You know, um, using uh, training and nu- nutrition to create a body that you maybe desire to have. Yes. But also um, the art is... Uh, the commitment to everything that you're doing and the way that you do it, your methods, my coach's methods. um, And yeah, I suppose like the personalization of it all. Yeah. It is creative. Yeah. Which I love. I love (laughs) science and art. Um, But um, I had the fear of failing. And I know that two weeks out from competing, I did speak to my coach about um, I had a fear of going up and making a fool of myself. Yeah. And it's very real, but I think I I had to make a choice of do I let that fear consume me and yes. I just don't get on stage? Mm. Or do I let that fear, like I just, do I feel that yeah. fear, feel that feeling and then you know what, if, if I fail, mm-hmm. that means I learn. Mm-hmm. And then if I win, if, say if I like won a division or something, that means, you know, that's that's like validation. Yeah. But also I have validation for me just getting up there mm-hmm. that no matter what happened for me, 
as long as I got up on that stage, yes. I won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't matter if yeah. I placed. You, 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 you definitely did. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know you know. I got up on stage. Like, you, you did it. You showed up. You stood up and you showed yeah. up. Um, you stood up and showed up against something that, like, you've been working through mm. um, for a while, right? Like, and you've just said, like, I mean, it's like almost the pinnacle of it. Like, it's like you just share with me, you know, like you, you covered up and then like, you're just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn. And then like, bam, like, you know, you, and it was a journey. Like, I yeah. think, you, you know what I mean? I think you, this, and it's amazing. I think, you know, sometimes we um, forget that people like our own journeys. And we were talking about this before that mm-hmm. like Instagram and like social media can do uh, a disservice um, because nobody's showing their negative stuff. Nobody's no, it's actually, highlight reel. <laughs> it's not, right? It's a <laughs> highlight reel. Nobody's like, ah, I fell today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I ate the whole, like. I ate the whole jar of peanut butter today. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and so I think like, um, you, you know, like you're, you're absolutely right. And I think it's important that we hear more stories like this. Um, and like, you know, of self-reflection and then understanding and looking yeah. things out. And, and no matter what, I think, you know, what we are saying before, if you just show up, mm-hmm. you know, that's the main thing. Yeah. You got there and you're, you're making that effort and uh, no matter what happens from there, yes. even if you make a fool of yourself, <laughs> I think it's embracing yes. making a fool of yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's me. Yeah. I'm dorky. <laughs> it's fine. If You know, I was on stage and I had my leg tapping because I was that nervous. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. keep it still. And I was like, there's all these people in the crowd, the judges. And I'm like, they can totally see this. <laughs> but you know what? I, I did it. Yeah. And yep. uh, I think after... You know, I'm going to be 27 in December. Yeah. It's pretty much, what, 16 years of my life. I I feel like I wanted to be someone or anyone but me. Hmm. And, you know, uh, it was actually my boss right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked me, it was about three months ago, she said, if you could be anyone, who would you be? Huh. And I said, uh, Me. Yeah. I don't want to be anyone yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time in my life I would, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be anyone else. Yeah, that's Something, powerful. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, don't, I think if you ask yourself that, mm-hmm. would you want to be anyone else? <laughs> you know, like, nah. Like, no. <laughs> I've like, had some amazing experiences, you know, yeah. like, it's weird. You know what I mean? And like you say, like, you, you, you have to, I think wanting to be, somebody else's like you know like not actually being fully into your life not fully living i think mm-hmm. because you are you know what i mean like you're always grasping for something else and yeah. i think I, th- I think a really big thing within bodybuilding is that i've experienced is a lot of girls compare themselves to others mm-hmm. and for me i just i told myself from the very beginning I will not do that. Yes. Because this isn't their journey. This is my journey. Yeah. That's their journey. Yes. It's very different to mine. Yes. You can't compare. Mm-hmm. You can't compare our body, like our shape, yes. our genetics. Yes. Um, you can't compare how much they train versus me. Yes. What they eat, don't eat. Oh, there's just so much to yeah. it. Even if we ate the same and trained the same, yeah. we will not look the same. It's so much the truth. So. Like, it's, it's hard to like, 
you know, like um, you can, and it's really like we live in a society that does this all the time, and people forget that like yes, yeah, so many variables, mm-hmm. so many variables that make these things different, and it doesn't yeah. make it good or bad. Just understanding that I think sometimes we're so hard on ourselves, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and the reality is that like you know, like um, sometimes you're just overthinking it, you know, and like thinking that they, you know maybe did or didn't have to work as hard as you or you know what I mean like you just never know what somebody else is dealing with what they're going through so I think you're absolutely right and I think we're all fighting our journeys and it's easy it'll probably be easy for some people to look at your pictures and be like ah blah 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 but until they hear this story then it's like whoa you know (laughs) like whoa I think you can it's the old like you can never judge a book by its cover you never know what's going on in someone's life And that's why I value uh, just simple things, smiling at people, mm-hmm. uh, saying, hello, how are you? Yes. It doesn't matter who they are. Every time I go into a store, I ask how people are. That might change mm-hmm. their whole day. You never know if they have had maybe a breakup. They've lost someone they mm-hmm. love. You don't know these things. It could have happened mm-hmm. that, like, you know, that day or, you, you know, like I think – it's it, if you can choose to be anything, mm-hmm. be kind. <laughs> right? You're like talking to me, and if I shared this uh, the other day uh, with the po- well, on the uh, podcast, but for different listeners probably, and, you, and if you're listening, you hear the same story. <laughs> uh, but like, because it, it was just the other day, I was uh, talking to, I was just w- walking around um, the local Woolies up the road, and um, young lady was on the phone, and she was pushing the cart, and like she had a lot of stuff in the bag and the groceries and stuff like that, and um, you, you just nice looking young lady like you know not nothing crazy she didn't seem to have anything going on but i mean she was on the phone i can sense that it was a little stressed there so she dropped her turkish bread um and i was just coming past i wasn't gonna just like look at the turkish bread and not like pick it up so i like mm. and i could hear her on the phone and i could hear the, the breathing like she's trying to like get her thoughts right and stuff and she's got all these groceries and i just picked up the turkish bread and i was like this is like the best bread you don't want to lose this and like gave her this <laughs> smile and, like being like a weirdo and she was like thank you like and she like actually put a phone that was like thank thank you like i'm having a rough day thank you oh. and i was just like okay i'm just being me but <laughs> yeah like I, like, I, like I was all like like you know i guess i'm blushing i'm like all right, I gotta go. <laughs> um you know but like you how you that's right and it yeah. goes back to that what you said uh with your parents that loyalty and respect i think that respect for people um mm-hmm. and i think lush is one of the values going back to um that uh it's something that they value in their five-star customer mm-hmm. service and i think if you do it right which some of us have learned to because we do value that Mm -hmm. um then you're not just looking at as a customer and you're doing like this sheet but you see them as an individual and that in itself can be quite tasking um but like when you do you do kind of you actually are caring you know like um um, and not just to make a sale, but you want them to have the best experience that they can have. And I think that's such a powerful thing for us, right? Like it's almost yeah. teaching you if you didn't have that to like think a little bit different, which is quite powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, as well, like very much, even if someone may seem tense or they might seem grumpy some days, mm-hmm. I think just knowing that everyone has their own stuff. Yes. You can't just like take it for face value because it's yes. never face value. Yep. There is so many layers. There's so much going on Mm -hmm. and there's so much of your history that might even say, I mean, stuff from my past may have been brought up this year. Mm -hmm. Something's like 
you know, set off some sort of thoughts from five years ago, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like for myself with my family at the moment, we have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people wouldn't know. It's mm-hmm. not something you publicly put out there. Yeah, it's only maybe the closest people yep. to you that know. But I think those days where even if it is on social media, someone mm-hmm. says something really, really beautiful and nice to me mm-hmm. and I could have been having a really bad day, those small amounts of kindness go so far. Yeah. And they just, I don't know, it's like it, it gives you hope. Yeah. I, uh, I, um, I, I kind of want to jump here, if you don't mind sharing. I know it's a little bit personal, but um, I know, um, like I said, I, it's, we were having this conversation before, and mm. I've seen your nephew, like, um, and you've yeah. been like, I, you know, like, for me, looking in, I'm just like, oh, she's, she's helping out a little bit. But then there's a reason for that. Like, you're not just, yeah. like, I know you've been, you've been a great, great auntie. I know that you love kids. I know I've seen you with Haley Kids, your kids and stuff like that. So I know that you, that's who you are. Like, it's a family person. But, like, yeah, I saw it recently and I uh, thought, like, ah, that's amazing. And then we come in and we had this conversation, just like you said, and you're yeah. like, it's even more to that, right? Like, yeah. it, you know, like, um, and so I'm pretty sure your family is grateful for the you know i'm pretty sure your sister is like grateful for just like you know like having somebody who's in the corner like and gets it you know yeah i think um you know the last the last sort of year changed everything for my family (laughs) Yeah. yeah um so i i suppose it's one of those things in life you see uh people's family members that get cancer yeah and you see them go through that process yes. um, and you think that's never going to happen to me. Mm. I don't know what it is. It's, it, I don't know if it's part of being young as well. You kind of feel a little bit of not invincible, but you're like, that's not going to happen yes. to me. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, I, I never thought I would have to. Mm-hmm. I knew that I'd have family members that are old, like mm-hmm. my grandparents pass away, things like that. Yep. But, um, yeah, like, my, my sister and her partner, they've been together 11 years. So, over a third of my sister's life. Yes. She's been with her partner and uh, they had a beautiful baby boy. Um, yeah. It was, oh, he is now 16 months, yeah. I believe. So, um, they had him and about two weeks, three weeks after, um, my brother-in-law was diagnosed with stage four melanoma. Oof. Yeah, so at the time he had uh, his skin checked, he had a mole cut out like a year prior. Yes. And it, they got it all. Yes. And that's what they they had thought. They had got all of it, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, I think this is going to bring a big part of make sure you get your skin checked, everyone, yes. because the way this, I guess, journey has progressed yep. so rapidly mm-hmm. is scary. So, yeah, about 14 months, 15 months ago now, Mm -hmm. he was diagnosed with stage 4 melanoma. He's gone through having um, immunology. Yes. uh, I guess like a type of uh, chemotherapy, sort of that sort of treatment for it. Um, He originally got quite sick, got like infections, but then he got better. Yes. And through COVID, there wasn't really... 
many scans that yep. were being done just due to like hospital re- yes. restrictions and everything. Yep. COVID's kind of impacted a lot of people in that way medically. Yes. So, um, yeah, anyway, he started sort of feeling a little bit off and unfortunately the cancer has spread to his brain. Mm. Um, it is at a point in his brain that's quite central. Mm-hmm. So surgery is not really an option. Mm-hmm. It's, it's way too risky. Um, but yeah, unfortunately we've kind of got the news in the last sort of few weeks mm. that there is like quite a short time frame on his life now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's less than two years, way less. Oh. It could be less than a year. Yeah, yeah. We still don't know if it's only a few months that we have with him. Mm-hmm. And he's only 33, <laughs> 33 years old. Same age. He's built this amazing life for mm-hmm. himself. He has inspired me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, it's not until something like this happens that you realise how much people inspire you. Mm-hmm. But he built his own business, an extremely successful business, mm-hmm. all by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he, he was making triple figures. Uh, he's just, he did it all himself. Yeah. Um, and... I think right now I'm sort of stepping in to support my sister and they have a one-year-old son Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I suppose he's right at this developmental stage where he's, he's learning so much. Mm-hmm. He's, he's starting to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm helping them out, but um, it's, it's, I suppose, changed my perspective on lots of things in life, what I value. Yes. Um, how I do things and how I spend my time. <laughs> so how I spend my time mm-hmm. is really, really important yes. right now. Um, it's all about quality yes. all the time. Yeah. So being around people like yourself yeah. that add value yep. to every minute of every day. <laughs> I know it, it sounds like a lot, but whether that value is me just actually spending time for myself Mm -hmm. and looking after myself yes because i've always burnt myself out Mm. i'm actually like going for coastal walks and slowing down and looking after my mental health yes and making that a priority so that i am the best version of me for my sister yes and for my brother-in-law because right now they need all the support they can get yep but in a way that you know, um, it's it's making things easier, mm-hmm. not like a smothering sort yes. of, you know. Um, so my elder sister moved to Adelaide uh, maybe about two months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was just after sort of COVID. Yep. It was really clear in WA. Yep. So she's moved to Adelaide with her husband. Um, so we've kind of lost I mean like that physical support from her so yeah. she would always look after my nephew because she babysits and she's a nanny yeah, like yeah. she's just she loves kids yeah. so I'm the youngest sister mm-hmm. and I think for me there's been a big change of I've kind of always been like the cool auntie that buys him like van shoes <laughs> and like you know basketball hats yeah. like Chicago Chicago Bulls hats yeah. and stuff like that um but I'm learning to be the auntie that's also like a mothering Mm -hmm. sort of figure as well and helping with his, I guess, growth and him learning. But 
Um, yeah, it's, it's changed my life. Yeah. I mean, I love my nephew so much. He's yeah. like the best human in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he's just... So cute. Uh, he's so cute and he loves my vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All over his face. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's adorable, but... That's great. Yeah, I think um, it really um, takes you back to basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, making sure that I'm spending time with the ones that I love. Yes. And... You know, the small things, yes, of course you can stress about small things. That's that's not what it's about. But I think it's, I don't let them impact my life as much. Yes. You know, if like I, I've lost something, yeah, I may still stress about it. But not to the extent that it's going to impact my like whole day. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what, this doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll, I'll find that thing or yep. whatever. Yep. Um, I need to, you know, um, focus on being the best version of me for them. And I know with like competing, I had a bit of a battle with myself on, I was like, am I selfish yeah. for doing that? Am I selfish for focusing on myself and not just being with my sister all the time? But I think I am quite good at self-reflection yeah. and I reflected on it a lot and I said, well, I can't be the happy, motivated, best version of me mm-hmm. that's going to be the best support for my sister mm-hmm. unless I work on things for myself, on myself. And f- competing for me was a life-changing moment, Yes, life-changing process uh, that I needed to do that mm-hmm. so that I could be there for my sister yeah. wholeheartedly, 100%. It's, it's funny you say this. I um, this question was posed that I was listening to a podcast, and uh, you, you, I think you, I, I agree with that. Um, it's that's hard for some people, but I, I completely agree with that. Um, and the question was, can you? And I think this kind of plays into what you were saying, but um, it was saying, how, can you actually know people intimately um, and? show up for them intimately and we're not just talking about romance we're talking about like there's so many levels of intimacy right yeah. whether it be mentally uh physically spiritually like all of these levels of intimacy um the four tiers or whatnot um can you actually show up for them if you haven't been intimate with the the, the most deepest parts of yourself mm-hmm. like right if you don't know so if you're not aware of like what's going on here how can you so i think you say it valid right you don't want to smother them Right, they don't need that. Yeah. Um, but what they do need is a helping hand, somebody who's aware of like where they can help. Um, yeah. Because you know they probably the last thing they need is somebody smothering them, you know, or like reminding yeah. them like of of the situation. Um, yeah, they don't. You know. They don't need someone being like, "Are you okay?" All the time. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I know they're not okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course you're not going to be okay. okay. Exactly. But <laughs> I'm going to make it easier for them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that things are maybe a little bit better. Yes. Yeah, no, that's powerful. Less stressful. That's powerful. That's really yeah. powerful. Huh. <laughs> yeah, and then I also get to hang out with my nephew. So, he's, yeah. He's beautiful. Yeah. He's, I took him to um, bringing back Haley again. <laughs> Lush Haley. Yeah. Um, went to her daughter's first birthday yeah. yesterday. I took my nephew and, you know, just being able to do that, um, an experience that it might not seem like much, but... It was just like that bonding time with my yes. nephew. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like no matter what happens with my brother-in-law, it's, it's a really hard situation because I want him to live 
to old age, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, yep. we, oh, we just want mm-hmm. him to see his son grow up. Mm-hmm. But I think we know that mm-hmm. isn't the case. Mm-hmm. It's the most heartbreaking thing. And I think with my nephew, oh, just when he, he says, Dad, oh, that, that's, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that feeling. It's like my soul hurts. Yeah. I, I, but like, I think through this process, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that I can be that person for my nephew that he can go to, that he can relate to, that yes. he can tell anything to. Yes. I value that so much. Yeah. Um, because I know he's going to need that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's good. Like, I, I thank you for sharing that too. Yeah, I think that's, okay. um, that's powerful because I think, um, yeah, I think you're looking at something dead on. And I think a lot of our conversation is just like looking at stuff dead on and saying, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I can do. Um, and like, this is how I'm going to tackle it. Um, yeah. and that's, that's powerful. Um, so hope you guys are getting that out there. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, so we're at the point, uh, at the table where, um, yeah, we, we've shared a lot. Um, we've got into some stuff, and I'm pretty sure we can talk for hours. As you know, I'm pretty sure we'll probably end up having some more conversations after this. Yes. Um, but I wanted to uh, talk about your um, uh, your studios. Um, yeah. I, so it's Silver Highlight. <laughs> Silver Highlight. Highlight. I got to say this right. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Highlight Studios. And, uh, yeah, you take some phenomenal uh, photos. I remember the last... Um, the last trip you went on uh, with yeah. your partner, and I think uh, you had like some crazy stuff happen, yo. And we were all just like, yeah. oh, like we everybody was <laughs> yeah. like angry for you and like yes. with, with you. We were just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've I've been into film photography for so long. Uh, I mean, I never stopped taking film photos, really. So even when I was I was like five years old, my parents would give me a disposable camera. We'd take it to Big W and get those prints, mm-hmm. like the six by four prints. Um, from then, I, I never really felt out of love with it. I always had a fascination with it. And um, eventually I then studied at university. Yeah. Um, I did like a degree in fine arts. Yep. And um, that's where I, it was actually my final year. I saw a documentary by Sally Mann um, and it's called What Remains and it's all about alternative processes within photography. Mm. That is another like really big moment in my life that I'll always remember. I can Mm. still picture the classroom and my teacher at the time and uh, it was just crazy how much everything shifted. Mm -hmm. So um, I fell in love with making photographs out of tin or glass Ah. so making tin types and amber types this 19th century photography yep so i then started going to america about once a year yep and i'd study i studied in new york i did courses with a foundation called penumbra foundation they're a not-for-profit that's pretty cool they taught me some amazing processes Mm um yeah it's it's just uh, I don't know, being able to hold a physical photograph that you've made. So yeah. it's not only visualizing something mm-hmm. and then capturing it and you're capturing the atmosphere within mm-hmm. that image, you know, all those feelings are yes. there. Mm-hmm. 
it's just amplified when you have something physical in front of you and it's like a piece of tin or a piece of, you know, Polaroid film yes. with this image. It's just, I don't know, um, it, it, it all connected for me. I, I know in my final, like my grad show, yes. that was all work about my grandfather. Okay. So my last conversation with him was about if I was going to do my final year. Mm-hmm. And he really wanted me to. He was like, I'm really proud of you. You're the only one in our family that's gone to university. I really want you to do it. I was like, I don't know. Went to my orientation. Weird. Life is weird. But I went to my orientation. I was like, I really don't know if I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And I remember in the orientation, they were talking about if someone in your family passes away, Mm -hmm. you need to do this, that. I don't even remember what they said because I didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no one I know is going to pass away. Mm-hmm. And as I left that orientation, I had missed calls. Oh. And it was calls because my grandfather had been rushed to hospital mm. and he was in a coma and he mm. passed away that night. Life is weird. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if it's the things happen for a reason because that sounds really horrible in that situation. Mm-hmm. But, I think if you sort of look at situations and you get something from it. So, like, I mean, for me, I was like, well, I know that for me, this means I need to finish this year. I need to do that grad show for my Mm, granddad. Yep. So I did it for him, but then it ended up being for me. Yep. So I made work all about him and that, (laughs) yeah, it was all about my grandfather. And uh, it was was called... uh, I think the end name was like days without my grandfather yeah. or days after, no yep. days after my grandfather. Yeah. And I reflected on that grief, yep. first big grief in my life. Yep. Um, and so I made these physical photographs out of this film called type 55. It wasn't made anymore. Mm-hmm. So you could no longer get it. Yep. And I think I related it to my experience. Like my granddad wasn't here anymore. Mm-hmm. So the material I was using was something that doesn't exist anymore. And I have the last few packs of it. And I use it to make photographs about him. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was about capturing the photograph. And then I had this physical positive. Mm -hmm. Because it made a negative and a positive. Mm -hmm. And that I could hold with me forever. The rest of my life. So that meant that. For me, that was like the not only like a physical connection to losing my grandfather, but like it's like a soul connection. Like I'll, he'll never, I'll never say goodbye. Yes, because he's always going to be with me in that work and yes. in that process. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm really deep. <laughs> no, no, no. I get that I completely. Get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And then I, I then studied. I found my mentor. Yep. His name's Alan Ross. Um, he is just an incredible man. Yeah. I, I don't know how highly I could even speak <laughs> of this man. He is a master photographer. Okay. And he teaches people all over the world. Yep. Um, he was an assistant to Ansel Adams. Oh, wow. So Ansel Adams is... Uh, Ameri- well, was an American photographer. He made Yosemite yep. famous yeah. through his photography of uh, all these beautiful landscapes. He was a conservationist. Yep. Um, so, so many values yes. that are similar to mine. Yeah. So, I, I, I think on a personal level, wow. that inspired me. But yeah, Alan taught me all these 
amazing processes, a lot of life values of, I remember when I was having issues in my last workplace, he was like, don't care about money. I only care about your mental health. And right now, this is not good for you, but photography is good for you. Mm -hmm. Pursue that. Mm -hmm. You love it. It makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. (laughs) That's what I did. So I, um, yeah, I like, I started Silver Halide Studios. It was our one year anniversary just last Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a film lab. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's a, a independent film lab in Perth. Yep. I run it out of my home studios for now. Yep. Um, and we process people's films. So 35 millimetre, 120. I, I shoot large formats, so yes. big sheets of yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Anything. Yep. And we're the only lab in Perth that does E6, which is like a, a slide film where yes. you get positive images on oh, it. Oh, wow. So like, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah, yeah. So that Check her out, y'all. Yeah, like, yeah, proud of that one. Um, but yeah, I um, I suppose, like I spoke about before, I, I find it quite natural to lead. Mm-hmm. To, um, I suppose, if I come up with an idea or a goal, I then do it. Yes. There's no hesitation. Yeah, yes. There's never a hesitation. It's, it's just like a... I can see the pros and cons. Yes. I can see the issues. Yes. But I all I want to do is find the solution. Yes. If there's no solution to that, then I'm like, okay, I'll shift it slightly so I can do it this way. You know, so just powerful. like adjust, adjust. That's so powerful. <laughs> hey, that's so powerful. And it's funny you say this. I um, This is where that uh, the stand-up sh- uh, show up and stand-up uh, comes from. Um, O-A-D-O. Uh, so I went to a meditation. I'll share the story with you. Um, and... Basically, I'll make a long story short. Um, the guy that was uh, leading the meditation was like his father, 84 years old, uh, pretty like just go for it, go for it kind of guy. Um, not He was like, I don't find my father any particularly wise or anything like that. But like in his old age, he says some things that like really make me like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, like he gives me like these things that are like a guru would say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, his father um, was like, I'm 84. Um, he's like, oh, how you doing, Dad? Or basically, uh, or, or his father is 84, and that that father had a fall. I'm trying to like paraphrase, and basically, um, he called his dad. And he was like, uh, after the fall, and was like, how you doing, Dad? And he was like, um, I'm 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 okay, son. Like, I, you know, like I had a fall, um, you know, like, and th- it seems to happen a little bit these days. Um, he was like, but this one was a, a, a pretty bad fall, and he was like, I'll never be the same. He was like, and he was like, yeah, I've hurt myself a little bit. I won't I won't be the same. Um, so I won't go to the bowls club and play game four games as I always do, but I will still get up and go to the bowls club and sit with my friends. Um, and he was like, you know, so yeah, things won't be the same, but I will continue to stand up. Um, and I will continue to go and I'll continue to do what I can. Um, and like, it just was like, whoa, (laughs) you know, like, you know, here's this like old man kind of like saying what a lot of us probably need to hear um, post COVID and all this stuff, which is, um, and Confucius, I think also said something similar to it. Um, As many times as you fall, um, you know, just get back up, you know, like you may fall um, and get back up. And and this one came a little bit further because it was like, you may never be the same after the Mm -hmm. fall, whatever that fall may be. Um, but if you get back up and you stand up and show up, um, and you can find a way, right? Yeah. Like, so that's powerful. Exactly. <laughs> that's really powerful stuff. <laughs> and I think, you know, with every fall or if you, I don't know, some people don't like using the word fail. Yes. But it, it's, it's a, 
it is a valuable thing in life yes. to fail, yes. uh, make mistakes. Yes. So yep. I think I embrace it. I'm like, <laughs> if I fail, I fail. And yeah. I, I, I just use that word. Um, I suppose I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. I think that's maybe what it is. Maybe when I was younger, I was like, oh, I don't want to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is a learning process yep. and you grow yes, every time. So, and, and it's up to you how you stand back up. Yeah. And usually it's stronger. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, one of those things like you've, you've learned something, so you're going to be better. Yeah. So, Amy, we, we've been talking and uh, we, we can well go over probably this hour oh, yeah. until I got <laughs> um, before we um Before we shift gears a little bit and go into like just some kind of, I call them my BuzzFeed questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like my like ending questions and some gratitude. Um, can you uh, go ahead and just share your Instagram handle mm-hmm. for your photography? If you want to share your personal one, you can too. Some amazing uh, stuff from your bodybuilding comp. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. As much as you want to share whatever you want to link people to, go ahead and uh, share that um, now and then I'll, I'll also put it in the um, post and like yeah. all of the stuff so people can know but yeah, yeah. go ahead and share whatever you want to share so I guess like in terms of photography um, the lab itself is called Silver Halide Studios mm-hmm. um, so that's the handle for Instagram yep. we're actually looking at getting a shop front now um, and yeah we're gonna build upon that it's actually a kind of an idea that we'll talk about like so I really want to have workshops where I'm teaching you know doing the film lab but then having that cafe and vegan food at the yes. front so you yeah. know me and, me and Cliff were like we need a, <laughs> these these ideas are sort of something that came from speaking with you yeah so that's kind of really cool it's come back to it now I'm like, Look at this. yes yes <laughs> i remember us having like this conversation now that's crazy yeah yeah mm. so um that's that's going to be coming in the next few months and we're going to expand and you know um i guess i become like a community a film community yeah. and it's about people coming in and visiting us and yeah. you know we take on any feedback so that's the things that people want we're gonna do it <laughs> that's what um, people want get what they want <laughs> and then i i guess in terms of my personal account it's a little bit more of um, my nutrition so i i studied sports nutrition yes. i'm accredited in that i have two passions yes I, I think we forgot to mention i forgot to mention that she's uh like legit nutritionist. Like she was talking about it as a passion, but she's like legit. Yeah, so I, I studied that through comp prep and I guess the business stuff and working yeah. retail. I don't know, my life's nuts. Um, but that's, that's right. just that's Amy Clark. Yeah. Um, and yeah, super easy names for Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, you'll see more like nutrition, recipes mm-hmm. and inspiration there. Yeah. And um, I suppose like I just want to help people live yeah. a healthy and happy life yeah. and that's more that side of things check you know? her out guys she's pretty cool pretty cool <laughs> like, pretty cool <laughs> all right so let's uh jump into some quick stuff real quick uh top three photographers that you love uh you already kind of mentioned a few um uh, maybe or or top three insta accounts i know people are all about that kind of stuff oh, um i guess yeah, top three photographers is the easy one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Ansel Adams mm-hmm. is the biggest inspiration yep. to me uh, aesthetically with my work. Yep. So, um, he took a lot of like uh, black and white, large format photographs, 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 a lot of landscape photographs, yeah, yeah, sure. but they all have so much feeling. Yes. It's just 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to check him For out. For sure. Um, then Alan Ross, yep. always. Yep. Uh, he's my mentor. I'm yep. so grateful yep. that I have him as my mentor. Yep. I don't know how to explain how much. That is amazing in itself. Yep. Um, and, yeah, he, he teaches all over the world. So once COVID's hopefully clearing up, um, we're going to get him over here and yeah. teach some workshops through the studio. Okay. So, yeah, check out those. For sure. You let me know. I'll be I, posting them. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I absolutely love uh, – he's a really young photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Willem Verbeek. Okay. And he's more of like um, the skate sort of culture. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love skate culture and film within skate. Uh, is just so strong yes. you know like uh, with filming with super 8 cameras and you know that film it's just like this uh, amazing I don't know aesthetic yeah, to yeah. skating yeah. Um, so yeah like Willem Verbeek he's um, gotcha. he's probably early 20s he's in New York Sweet. check him out okay that's pretty cool um, let's see um, songs that are trending for you right now oh so, but but when I say for you, like your personal playlist, where you just like this is my like jam right now. <laughs> it could be old and new. <laughs> oh, um, I absolutely like. I mean, during my comp prep, yep. I had to learn to pose. Yeah, yeah. I have no rhythm. <laughs> I've grown up playing basketball. I'm just like fast movements, really tomboyish. I had to like learn to move like a dancer, yeah, and yeah. it was just crazy. I have no sass. <laughs> had to learn all of that. Um, so Beyonce has yeah. been a huge part of that. Um, <laughs> it, it's been a lot of uh, like partition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. really like s- lots of music with attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And Beyonce is just, I mean, she's queen. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, she's incredible. So I think that was a big part of yes. my comp prep and yeah, building yeah, yeah. that confidence. Um, That's powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I absolutely love uh, a band called The Wonder Years and um, uh, there's a song called Orange Grove Mm -hmm. and I just, it's one of those songs, it's a little bit, uh, I'd say it's like like a punk rock, that sort of vibe, Um, but it's really good for just listening to Max in my car, Mm -hmm. like it just makes me motivated and um, they have amazing lyrics that just like, Really emotional lyrics. Yeah. I don't know. I love them. Um, and then oh, I've, I've, I've been listening to <laughs> like the Veronica's randomly okay. again. This takes me back yeah. to like being early teens. <laughs> I mean, I love the Veronica's yeah. because they're like, I mean, not only great people and yeah. they have amazing ethics as people as well. Um, but yeah, they're like so true to the who they are. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I've been listening to. I mean, I feel like "Untouched" is like a banger. <laughs> like no matter what, it's it's just like such a good song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been listening to that lately. Is just I think it's my life hype mm-hmm. and all the things I'm trying to achieve. I'm like, <laughs> you I got don't know. To. It just like hypes me up and makes me want to do more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna uh, make sure I post those underneath. Our, yeah. Uh, I'll be posting the following Sunday, but like, um, um, it'd be good to like, you know, like I, th- I think everybody will, you know, I'm going to listen to them. I know I, now you got me thinking, I'm like, when you say, uh, get you pumped up, um, the, uh, the wonder years, uh, like, um, I thought 
is that Amy who drives really fast and has like a cool sports sedan with like the black rims? Did you change your yeah, car? Yeah, like yeah. I, I still have I still have uh, <laughs> a sports car. It's, it's a little bit old looking now though, so I, I kind of want to get a new one. But uh, I think uh, right now all my money is going to the business. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'll no, just keep course. driving that. One. Just, uh, you know, I just hope no one looks up close. From far away, it looks really cool, and then you go up close and like the clear coat's coming off, and I'm like, just stay like three meters away, and you think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, before we get into gratitude, which is kind of like our last thing, I, I guess I, um, what, like, I when I talk to you and when I see you, like, um, you have this, like, calm, you brought a calm to the, and, like, people always be like, Cliff, you're so calm. And I'm like, yeah, there's some people who, like, also find really <laughs> calming and relaxing. Um, you one of those people. I remember that in the store being on the shop floor, like, I could just be like, Okay, like, you know, this person is not like, they're quite honest about what they're saying to me, you know, yeah. um, and how they're pushing me and like how they're motivating me. Like, I, it was pretty clear. Um, what has kept you like hopeful in life's um, like difficult moments? And I know you, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, and maybe that'll be my last question. And I know, I like, I think you've hit on some of that, um, but if you could sum it up um, for our listeners. Yeah, I mean, what makes me hopeful, I, I think it's, you know, those little things, mm -hmm. like someone smiling at me, mm -hmm. someone, uh, you know, like, it's like the pay it forward, mm -hmm. those little things, yeah. that makes me hopeful. Yep. When people are kind to one yeah. another, and when I see that people are kind when they get nothing in return, they don't expect anything in return. That mm. makes me hopeful. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> hey, that's that's powerful. Um, but yeah, when you can get nothing in return, but you're just being kind because yeah. kindness is <laughs> that's yeah. powerful. Um, and last three last three things that you're grateful for, um, guys. We're ending here, uh, and I'll yeah. But go ahead and tell me those. Oh, um, I mean. I think it's it's really obvious a strong one for me is uh, I am so grateful for my family. Yes. I'm so grateful that we're so close mm -hmm. and that we never want to change one another. We just want to support the way that each of us grow or see things. And yes. we all see things differently. Yes. And it's okay to disagree. Yes. That's fine. Yep. Like and in in our I guess um yeah, in our family we just we are who we are. Yeah. And uh, I'm so grateful for them. I think that brings me to the second one. Uh, yes, like in the last year, it is, I, I'm just so grateful for what my brother-in-law has done for mm -hmm. my sister and mm -hmm. my nephew. Mm -hmm. You know, through all of his treatment, he, he still worked really hard, mm -hmm. which right now maybe that made him actually mm -hmm. quite sick mm -hmm. but for him he wanted to make sure that no matter what happens to him mm -hmm. my sister and his son will live a happy life mm -hmm. and he worked his butt off so to make sure that. that they're never gonna have financial issues mm. and i think yeah i'm so grateful for him that's powerful i'm so grateful because it makes my sister happy. Yeah. It, uh, you know, he, he's made her happy for 11 years, mm -hmm. hopefully a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful he's, he's been a part of my life. He's yeah. my brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think third one would be that I am, 
it's it's all about people around me. Yeah. And um, I, I I am grateful for all my friends, but I'm I'm grateful for health. Yeah. You don't think something as simple as that you would be grateful for, but it it I don't know. It matters so much to be healthy. Yes. And going through this process the last year, seeing my brother-in-law, I'm like, you know, you have to be grateful for being able to move. Mm. Some people can't move. Some people can't eat the things they want to eat or, or train or, yes. you know, even be able to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So you need to be grateful for those little things. Yep, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, thank you for coming to the table, uh, <laughs> Amy Clark, me. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, look out for this amazing woman, this amazing young woman. Um, so much ahead of her, um, so much wisdom. Um, check her out. Um, Silver Highlight Studios. I yeah, said it right? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's a sports nutritionist. Uh, Jess competed. Um, compete. Uh, she did natural com- competition. Uh, check her out. Um, I'll leave uh, links and everything below. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for um, having me. And it's been a great chat. We need to do this more often. It's over been coffee. an amazing <laughs> start to my Sunday. I'm like, I can't think of a better, better start to my Sunday. So yeah. I appreciate you having uh, me here. My Thank pleasure. You. Uh, peace. <laughs>